0: Hey, this is Lee Snow. I'm the preacher of Orange Springs Road Church of Christ, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for downloading today. I hope it inspires you. I hope it builds your faith. I hope it gives you a perspective to see what God wants to do in your life, and I hope it challenges you to a faithful tomorrow. Now Lee gave me permission to preach from down here, so if I need to move, y'all just let me know. I bring you greetings from my dear friend Roger Johnson. Many of you know Roger and his time at Edgewood. Uh, I have an association with him that goes back to about the year 2000, or right around 2000. I taught the Fishers of Men course at the church at Northport, which is just outside of suburb of sorts of Tuscaloosa. Roger preached there for a number of years before going to Edgewood and that's where my formal relationship with him began. But uh, his youngest brother, Jerry, was married to my cousin and so I've known uh, Roger and his family for a long, uh, long time And, uh, and, and in fact Roger is preaching for me today at Burleson. He's, you know you know that he retired and he went to, uh, uh, re- remarried, and moved to Florence, Alabama, which is about 50 miles north of, of where I am, and Roger, since he has moved back, has been my primary fill-in at Burleson. The folks uh, love him, and I'm glad that uh, he is there, and he uh, sent me a reminder this morning to tell all the brethren, uh, to give all of you uh, his greetings. Uh, we love Roger and... and uh, and I still am very, very close uh, to, his, uh, to his brother Jerry. Uh, he, Jerry still comes and spends the night in my house, and I still go and spend the night at his when, uh, when he's in the St. Louis area uh, where all of my in laws are. But I uh, uh, just wanted to, to bring, you, uh, bring you greetings uh, from Brother Roger. Uh, he loved his time uh, in this area and uh, wanted you to know that he wishes you the very best. If you have your Bibles, you can open, if you would like, to the book of Matthew. I said this morning I had a two-pronged attack in my preaching. I was going to tell you who Jesus is, I'm going to tell you what Jesus said. We noted in our Bible class, and I know that some of you were teaching children's classes not able to, to be with us for whatever reason, but we talked about the the life of Jesus and the teaching of Jesus and that the teaching of Jesus often followed closely on the deeds of Jesus and that the the deeds that, that He did, the works that He performed were obviously designed to help the people that were the recipients of them but also to point people to who He really was so that they would listen To what he had to say. If you recall in one of his defenses to the Jews, he said, If you do not believe me, at least believe for the work's sake. In other words, if you don't want to believe me, look at what I've done and believe. In other words, that's all the reason you need to believe. But... This is the very essence of the life and the teaching of Christ. In Matthew chapter 4, the Bible speaking about Jesus said, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. And His fame went throughout all Syria, And they brought unto Him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, those that were demon-possessed and epileptics and paralytics, and He healed them. And great multitudes followed Him from Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. And seeing the multitudes, He went up on a mountain. And when He was seated... His disciples came to Him and He opened His mouth and taught them saying Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when men shall revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And you are the salt of the earth. But the salt has lost its flavor. How shall it be seasoned? It is therefore good for nothing to be cast out and trampled underfoot by men. And you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand or a candlestick so that it gives light to all that are in the house. Let your light, therefore, so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And do not think that I am come to destroy the law and the prophets, for I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. Surely I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law, Till all be fulfilled. Therefore, whosoever shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven and you have heard that has been said to those of old you shall not murder and whoever murders shall be in danger of the judgment but I say to you whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment and whoever says to his brother Raka, empty head shall be in danger of the council and whosoever says thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift at the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift and agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him lest your adversary deliver you to the judge, and the judge hands you to the officer, and you be thrown into prison. For surely I say to you, you will by no means get out of there until you have paid the last penny. And you have heard that has been said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, now, whosoever looks upon a woman to lust for her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. So if your right eye, if your eye causes you to sin, plug it out. Cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members should perish than your whole body be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members should perish than your whole body to be cast into hell. Furthermore, it's been said, If a man divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, Whosoever divorces his wife, except it be for fornication, causes her to commit adultery. Whoso marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. You've heard it's been said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oath to the Lord. But I say to you, Do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is His footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great King. Neither shall you swear by your own head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your yes be yes And your no, no And whatever is more than this Is from the evil one And you've heard that it has been said An eye for an eye And a tooth for a tooth But I say to you Do not resist an evil person And whoever smites you on the right cheek Turn to him the other also And if any man wants to sue you to take away your cloak or your tunic, give him your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go with him one mile, go with him two. Give to him who asks of you. And to him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You have heard that it has been said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy. use and persecute you that you may be the sons of your Father who is in heaven for he makes his son to shine on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust for if you love those who love you what reward do you have Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Take heed that you do not do your charity before men to be seen by them. Otherwise you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. And when you do your charity, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets, that they may receive the glory of men. Assuredly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do your charity, Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That your charity may be done in secret. And your Father who sees in secret shall reward you openly. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand praying in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your closet and close the door and pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret shall reward you openly. And when you pray, do not... Use vain repetitions like the heathen do. For they think they shall be heard for their many words. Therefore do not be like them. For your Father knows what things you have need of before you ask. In this manner, therefore, you ought to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. And when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces so that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret shall reward you openly. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on the earth where moth and rust corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust corrupts and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is good, your whole body will be filled with light. But if your eye is evil, your whole body will be filled with darkness. And if therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is Is that darkness no man can serve two masters he will hate the one and love the other or he will hold to the one and despise the other you cannot serve God and money therefore take no thought for your life do not worry about your life saying what shall we eat Or what shall we drink? Or about your body? Saying, what shall we wear? Is not life more than food? And the body more than clothing? Behold the fowls of the air. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And which one of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? And why do you worry about clothing? Behold the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say to you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven... How much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore take no thought for your life, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek, and your Father knows you need these things. But seek First. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. And do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient unto every day is its own trouble. Judge not that you be not judged with what judgment you judge you will be judged and the measure that you use will be measured back to you and why do you behold the speck that is in your brother's eye when behold there is a beam in your own eye and how is it that you say to your brother let me remove the speck out of your eye when behold there is a beam in your own eye you hypocrite Get the beam out of your own eye so that you can see clearly to get the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give that which is holy to the dogs or cast your pearls before swine lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it shall be open to you. For to everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be open. For what man among you is there that if his son would ask him for bread would give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish would give him a snake? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? Therefore whatsoever you would that men would do unto you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. And enter in at the straight gate, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight or narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way that leads to life, and few there be who find it. Beware of false prophets. Who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. By their fruits you will know them. Do men gather grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Every good tree bears good fruit. And every bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. And every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit you will know them. And not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven And many will come to me in that day and they'll say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name done many wonderful works? And I will say to them, depart from me. I never knew you, you who work lawlessness. Whosoever therefore shall hear these things of mine and do them, I will liken him unto a wise man Who built his house on a rock The rains descended And the floods came And the winds blew And beat upon that house And it did not fall For it was founded upon a rock Whoever hears these sayings of mine And does not do them I will liken him unto a foolish man Who built his house upon the sand The rains descended floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall thereof friend let me ask you a question this morning where's your house built where's your house built He said, whoever therefore hears these sayings of mine and does them is like a man who built his house on a rock. But I would like to direct your attention to something this morning. There is not one word in that sermon about baptism there is not one word in that sermon about partaking of the Lord's Supper every week there is not one word in that sermon about instrumental music there is not one word in that sermon about women's role in the church There is not one word in that sermon about proper church organization. But it has been my experience in over 25 years of preaching that the things that I just mentioned to you are the things where most members of the church have their house built. Now, before you run too far ahead of me, am I saying that that those things are not important? Did I say they're not important? No, I just said they're not in the Sermon on the Mount. That's what I said. But as members of the body of Christ, we build, oftentimes build our house on the fact that we know what Mark 16, 16 says. We know that we all take the Lord's Supper every week. We know that instrumental music has no place in the worship of the church. We know that there's male leadership in the, in the, in the uh, work and worship of the church. And, and we, you know, we know that the church is to be scripturally organized. And that's where we've built our house. And that's where we've built our house. And we hadn't spent five minutes Not five minutes thinking about what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, Those are the sayings that you obey to build your house on the rock. That's what you build your house on the rock, is on the sayings that Jesus said, I just preached. Now, if I may direct your attention as we close, to the book of Luke chapter 6. Because I want to drive this, last, this point home one more time. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 46 is a verse that we've all heard a hundred million times. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things that I say? We're all familiar with that one, right? Now, without asking for a show of hands, I'm not asking for a show of hands. How many of us have heard or used this verse to try to teach or speak about people in denominationalism who won't obey the gospel? The people... Well, you say, Lord, Lord, but you won't be baptized. You you say, Lord, Lord, but you won't put your piano out of the building. Right? 99 times out of 4, when we hear that verse used, it's being used to get somebody in a denominational church to point out something that they were doing that is wrong. Right? Right? Luke 6.46 is the equivalent of Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things that I say is not in reference to being baptized or or singing with the Spirit and understanding or observing the Lord's Supper or having male leadership or any of those things. It's about obeying the teachings of the Sermon on the Mount. And you know why I know that? Because in Luke 6 and verse 20, I find the beatitudes, just like we read in Matthew 5. And then in Luke 6, 27, I see that I'm supposed to love my neighbor and my enemies, just like Matthew chapter 5 and verse 43. And then I get down to verse 37, and I see... Uh, Judge not, just like we read in Matthew 7 and verse number 1. And then I get down to verse 43 and I see Jesus' statement about good fruit, just like we mentioned and read in Matthew 7 and verse 20. Luke 6 is the same sermon as Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So when Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things that I say? He's talking to his followers about what he taught in the Sermon on the Mount. And there ain't no getting around that. Now I'm going to ask you again: where's your house built? Where's your faith? Where's your hope? Where's your confidence? because if it's in all those external things that I mentioned before it's in the wrong place and we do a lot more and be a lot more effective in teaching others about the things that I enumerated if we'll first get serious about practicing the Sermon on the Mount it's the greatest sermon ever preached to mankind and it's the sermon that we must obey. Be diligent to obey the precepts that are found therein. By the way, nobody said it was easy. Because when he got done with it, he said what? It's difficult, it's narrow, and few there be that find it. Nobody said it's going to be easy, but it is absolutely necessary. Consider your life. Consider your house and consider the state of your soul. Again, I'm not, I want to just reaffirm, I believe the plan of salvation is strong as anybody. Look, you may believe it as much as I do, but you can't believe it more. Jesus said, Except you believe that I am, you'll die in your sins, John 8:24. Jesus said if we don't repent of our sins we'll perish Luke 13 3 and 5 Jesus said we got to confess him before men or be denied before the Father who is in heaven Matthew 10 32 and 33 and Jesus said we got to believe the gospel and be baptized if we want to be saved Mark 16 15 and 16 and Jesus said He that endures unto the end, the same shall be saved, Matthew 10 and verse 22. And all things are ready this morning for anyone who needs to, and everyone who needs to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ today. If you believe with all of your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God willing to repent of sin, You can be buried in the waters of baptism based upon your confession that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and you'll be washed clean of every sinful stain by the blood of Jesus Christ. Revelation 1 and verse 5. Unto Him who loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. It is by that means that we're justified by His grace. Titus 3, verses 5 through 7. Anyone here that's a child of God has come to realize that they have fallen woefully short of the precepts found in Jesus' great sermon on the mount if you need to repent make confession in some public way First John 1 and verse 9 if we'll confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and to anyone who stands in need to respond to the Lord Jesus Christ's invitation this morning we invite you urge you and plead with you to come right now as together we stand and sing this song.